Hey, everybody. So four out of four co-hosts are currently trapped inside their homes because New York City is experiencing a snowstorm and there's no better way to sit through a snowstorm than with a good cup of tea. Am I right? That's true. I've had so many cups of Simpson and Veal tea today. I'm not joking. Whoa. At least of what flavor? Wow. To keep warm and for flavor, of course. Mm. What's your favorite? It's a tie between Louise May Alcott and Henry David Thoreau from the literary collection. I feel like I'm still stuck on the Jane Austen one, but I need to branch out and try others. They're all so delicious and so different. And also so so cute how they're like tied to the, you know, author in whatever way. It's creative. I like it. Yeah, I recently tried the Maya Angelou and it was really good. It had citrus in mm. it, which is a nice pair because I found some cookies that have like orange and chocolate flavors. So <gasps> did you oh, did? A nice cup of tea. I did. Whoa. <laughs> in my Simpson and Bell tea wow. and it was the flavor party in my mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, if you want to have a flavor party in your mouth, check out Simpson and Vale Tea, which is linked in the show notes. It's linked on our website and it's linked on our Instagram bio. Yeah. Yum. Simpson and Vale. This is going to be the best book you ever read. Like, this is your new favorite book. Off the internet, man. Off the Instagram. I need to go be introverted. <laughs> Welcome to Books in the City. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Books in the City. I'm Becky. I'm Libby. I'm Kayla. I'm Emily. Yay. Yay. Welcome to the last episode of 2020. Uh, I never thought we'd make it here. <laughs> Looks like we made it. Oh, oh that's on good. You know what's crazy started. is Exactly a year ago, we started talking about whether we wanted to do a podcast. It was before the holidays because I remember talking about it to people. At the holidays? Aww. At the holidays. You texted us and you were like, would you, I don't remember how you worded it. And I was like, I think about having a podcast every day. <laughs> like, I'm in. And here we are. I just remember. And now I definitely think about it every day. That's Becky's for sure. text being like, would you guys want to do a podcast? I was like, sure, because I'm so used to people saying, would you want to do a podcast? And then it not actually happening. How I many times being, have you been invited to do a podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, the I'm t- so used to receiving invitations every day. <laughs> so well, there's never been a doer in my group of friends. <laughs> and so when we met in like January 2020 and we were like actually strategizing, I was like, oh shit, it's happening. It's here. You're really committed. Yeah. Um, we really did it. So I feel like the podcast, in addition to COVID, of course, helped push my reading goals more so than they would have Mm -hmm. sans podcast Mm -hmm. so we've kind of talked about this with some patreon members and if you follow us on goodreads you've probably seen but let's go around and say what how we did for 2020 for our reading goals also before we continue happy new year to everyone like this week (laughs) yeah the end of 2020 okay but we should also say though that this whole episode is kind of just going to be like a wrap up on the year and then things we're looking ahead to for 2021 yeah we're not talking we are talking about books but we're not talking about books if you know what i mean we are also recording this um mid-december so i feel like when we're talking about our goals maybe 
Yeah, numbers will change. I feel like we all plan on reading a lot, like, over Christmas. I'll probably read, like, one additional book. (laughs) Really jack those numbers up. Last year on December 31st, I sat in a bar in Los Angeles and read the American Royals book oh my like God. feverishly. I was like Fun. looking at the clock. I was like, I've got to hurry and read this it? before the end of the year. Yeah, oh my I finished God. it. Snuck it in. With enough time to get ready in my outfit and go wow. out. Goals. Bring in this year. Speaking of goals. <laughs> so what was your Okay, goal? so my number goal was 100. Um, and then, so in, 20, in 2019, my goal was 90 and I read 103. So I was like, I'm going to try to do 100 in 2020 because that was the pace I was at with like work and my social life. And then obviously everything stopped. So at the time of this recording, like once we finish, I'm going to finish my 153rd book. And then my reach is 160. But I feel like I might pass it because I'm off for two weeks at the end of the month and like I can't go anywhere or do anything. So I'll be reading. But the number goal isn't something that I like stress myself out about and like yeah it's cool I read that many books but I'm more proud of like the non-numerical goals that I set so I wanted to read one non-fiction a month which I did I wanted to read one classic which it took me seven months but I did it um I wanted to dnf more which I did I didn't force myself to go I probably only dnf'd a few because my last one was to read what I wanted to when I wanted to and not feel like I had to because it was sent to me or even if it was like a book club or something so I didn't DNF as much as I thought because I wasn't reading books because there was pressure to I was like really picking up books that I wanted to read and I think that's why I actually got through so many books also DNF means do not oh yeah do not finish for those in the know I think I, I think only good. did like DNF like three well that's wow. a good year yeah yeah I only dropped a couple. I hit my yearly reading goal because I wanted to do a slightly more than 2019, which would have been the first year I was on Bookstagram. And I started like rekindling um, my reading hobbies. So in 2019, I read like 50 something books, which I didn't even think was possible with my student schedule and like being in the lab and stuff. And then in... um. This year, as of this recording, I've reached my goal of 75 books, which I'm very impressed with and happy with. I did want to try and read like 100 because it sounds like a big chunky number. And I think that's achievable now that I know like my reading pace. My problem is sometimes I'm I like I'm not good at multitasking. So (laughs) I don't like (laughs) I'll like put down a book for a couple days instead of like carving out time to read it. But I'm happy with what I read and uh, I'm look, looking forward to the new year. How about you guys? So my reading goal this year was 75. I'm at the time of recording on my 83rd book. Woo-hoo. So that was exciting that I hit that before this not last year but the year before and then the prior like four years my goal was 100 and the closest I ever got was 96 and now I'm like I don't know when the entire like world shut down and I still couldn't get to 100 like maybe I'm just never meant to read 100 in a year (laughs) you know like maybe I'm gonna give up that goal I mean to be to be fair people react differently to having 
yeah. the world shut down. I think there's like because some people read way more because of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that like that means you should have been reading. No, yeah, more. I was like mostly. And also kidding. though, this ha- disclaimer, I feel like we always have to say. It's like not a competition. Like if you read one book that this year, that's amazing. Like I feel like when we're saying these high numbers, it can kind of seem like intimidating or like if you only read two, like it wasn't enough. Like that's not the case. Like as long as you're reading. Yeah. My some of my other goals, not some. I think I only had maybe one other goal or I'm blinking, but I only wanted to buy one new book a month. Um and I started strong until March and then I was ordering like crazy because I was all about like keeping every independent bookstore I've ever been in in business, you know, <laughs> so that really went out the window. And then in the summer, I did like kind of a check in and tried to go back to the one new book a month thing. And I don't know, I kind of stopped tracking it, but I feel like I slowed down on book buying. But no, actually, I think I did more than one a month, uh, <laughs> basically since March. So I failed that one. But, you know, I do every year. I don't know. And then I don't know. I'm going to look at my caption to see if I had another one, but I can't remember. But Becky, what what about you? What was your goal? So I'm looking at my Goodreads and last year my goal was 40 and I hit it right at the, like I said earlier, on New Year's Eve, like down to the wire reading till the end and so when I picked my goal for 2020 I was like not confident I could do very much more than 40 because like my lifestyle would obviously be the same in my mind I was like everything will be you know you know the same social life everything so I went with 45 as like a little stretch from that and then I handled anxiety by trying to focus on reading unless it's too much and then I can't focus on reading but anyway I channeled it to reading this year and as a as of recording I've read 82 doubled whoa whoa I know it's so crazy I'm hoping that after Christmas week I'll be able to push that maybe to like I don't know at least 85 but we'll see but yeah I'm really proud of it I'm shocked by it I never changed my goal to have to like once I hit it because I like that the percentage says 182%. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> it's like fun to see. You know what I think is cool though? Like we get so many messages where people are like, I'm reading so much more because of the podcast, but we're actually all reading so much more because of the podcast too. Like I'm picking up books yeah. you guys talk about. I like to have a few to choose from to like to talk about and like, I don't know. It's just like really inspired like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely reiterating that the numbers thing is within everyone's comfort zone. For me personally, I'm a data-driven girl, and I <laughs> like seeing my little good Goodreads is the app we use, and I like seeing my little completion bar like progress throughout the year. And it's just like a way that I measure because I'm a scientist, my hobby and free time. Because when I entered grad school, I felt like my free time was like non-existent. So I'm really proud of the way that I was able to carve out like time for myself, relatively guilt-free of like just being inside a narrative that I really enjoy instead of like fixating on what I could be doing for school or for work or like the other things I could be productive on. I think that's a helpful tip for everyone working from home or in quarantine, this like pressure to feel productive at all times. I don't know. I don't feel Reading like is that. a nice way for me <laughs> to, 
to scale back. Is that no. <laughs> I hope no one from work is listening. Oh, wait, I need to read. <laughs> I found my caption with my 2020 goals and I say, I know it'll be tough, but I'm really hoping to end 2020 with at the absolute most only 12 new books from the year. <laughs> wow. Did you <laughs> just, it was tougher than you knew it would be ever said. tougher oh. than you could ever imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't do that. Impossible. Purchased way more than 12 foot. Speaking of impossible things, we were debating offline about how this is like the hardest question we've ever asked on this podcast. If you guys could rank some of your favorite 80 to 150 reads from this year and you could pick a top five, who would your contenders be? Can I go first? I need just to get yeah. it out. Okay. <laughs> Kaylin just needs to get it out. Okay, so I, every year, choose my top books by choosing one from each month. So you will see that on New Year's Eve on K Redwood. And then when I was assigned to choose a top five, I looked at that list of 12 and chose five. But I just want to say I really don't like the idea of having even like a favorite book. Like their books like hit me and impact me for different reasons. But these are ones that like my mind will still wander to and that... I remember like there's like this feeling I get when I'm reading certain books and I got that during all of these books. So this is in no order. Addie LaRue, The Two Lies of Lydia Bird, The Vanishing Half, The Night Swim, and Crescent City. And then I just want to say we all had to choose a favorite book for the Instagram post and I thought it was one we talked about. So... I said The Two Lies of Lydia Bird because when I covered this book, I was dealing, it was like the anniversary of my aunt's death and it really, really impacted me and what I was feeling in that time. And like this, it's a book about grief. And when I think back to that book, the lessons that it taught me really did play out through 2020. Like the grief we felt of losing like everything we know, like the lessons mm. I learned helped me like see like a silver lining for the year. And I don't know if I would have had the same impact if I hadn't right before COVID hit read this book that makes you look for on like the other side and look for like a silver lining in a terrible thing. So that's why mm. I chose oh, I Lydia like Bird. Yeah. And I don't have a favorite. There is no number one. <laughs> okay. Fair. The girls were yelling at me before we started this because I said I picked my top five and two honorable mentions because I just couldn't narrow So for down. the math, genius is um, out there. That's seven. <laughs> no, it's five. Top five and two honorable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say a particular order, but I'll say which one I dubbed my favorite. So on the list is The Lines of Fifth Avenue, Ooh. The Vanishing Half, mm -hmm. Such a Fun Age, Ooh. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and A Witch in Time. And oh I dubbed God, I A Witch in Time. Number one mm. um, favorite. Nice. Oh my God. And I think the reason is just because of, I feel like it was a great book. It was so much fun, but it was really fun to like share the excitement with everybody on the podcast. Yeah. And that was like peak influencer Becky. You <laughs> converted a whole genre <laughs> oh, well, of the internet, of internet into reading this book that you cared about. <laughs> I feel like that's not how I thought of it, but yeah, sure. <laughs> No, it was just like it was fun to see everyone's excitement and then it was really fun to chat with the author and then like to see how excited everybody was. And yeah, it was it was just 
the whole experience uh, after overall, loving the book. Yeah, it was an overall great experience for the book, but it was really hard to pick. And then my honorable mentions are Her Last Flight uh, and Idle Hands. Uh, Idle Hands for similar ooh, reasons to Idle Hands. A Witch in Time with the Her excitement. Last Flight was probably, that was one of my favorite historical, historical fiction of the year. Libby, what about you? Okay, this is funny because I gave Becky a lot of shit for having too many titles, but uh, I have a, a lot. So, oh my God, I'm like debating my number five spot still. Well, you don't have no, to put I'm them in order. Yeah, you can say no particular order. No, these are in order. It's intentional. Oh, um, okay. So number five is On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Wong. Um, oh. Number four is Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls by T. Kira Madden. Whoa. I that one was so good. Loved. I think about that memoir so much, and I don't like memoirs. Uh, <laughs> number three <laughs> is The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Two is The Obelisk Gate slash The Stone Sky, which is the two con- the conclusion of the um, N.K. Jemisin Broken Earth trilogy, which I didn't talk about on the podcast, but like, oh my god, that series. Uh, and then one. You talked about fifth season. I talked about yeah the, the fifth season, but then no, I didn't continue with the series. Yeah, and then number one is in the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado, which is another memoir, which is weird. Like I really am not a, a memoir. Memoirs. Are you sure you don't yeah, like? It sounds memoirs. like you like memoirs. I, I assure you, I do not. Um, <laughs> and then so that's my top five, and then the honorable mentions. I have to include on a sunbeam that graphic novel because mm. oh, yeah. i like it was so beautifully done and wonderful and then conversations with friends by sally rooney is an honorable mention we not normal people no i like conversations with friends better oh wow yeah and then girl woman other by bernardine everisto and Three then i'm done honorable and mentions. Then I'm done. that's my list <laughs> Okay. Wow. How how am I supposed Emily. to? Uh, you know. Well, I'm gonna massively cheat, so be prepared. Great. I'll give you my <laughs> top five, and then um, a reason why they made the list. So, Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin, because it was the only way I was able to travel to Paris this year. Oh, um, R.I.P. Oh no, I might cry uh, during this. Middle March uh, by George Eliot, because it was the book that. Okay. This is going to sound crazy, but I feel like I had a premonition in March where I was like, I feel like I'm going to shut down and finally have time to read this fucking book. And I did. Um, So I'm happy that I was able to read that whole thing. And then Real Life by Brandon Taylor, because it reminds me so much of the graduate experience um, and like the struggle behind it. It was just a beautiful book and a book that I recommended to friends and they took up and loved and then um, The Eighth Life, because I learned so much about history, and it was a captivating read. And then my top would be Freshwater by Quake Amosie, because it's unlike anything else I've ever read. It explores, like, gender and identity and myth and, like, beautiful writing, and I'll read, like, anything they write from this point that on. That was this year. That's... That was I January. Know, so crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So wild. And then I have honorable mentions that are going to be like themes. So some 
topics that I enjoyed this year that I hadn't before. Dublin Murder Squad by Tana French. Japanese translation books. I hadn't You're done just that before your this entire year. 2020 list. Oh Kayla is just like looking at us like a disappointed mom. Like she followed I the narrowed rules. it down. I like literally sat down today and made myself choose five. I read 200 books this year and I. All right, well, I have seven more. You want to? You're going to hate this because my last theme is colorful covers, which includes Vanishing Half. And <laughs> no, this doesn't count. Oh my God. <laughs> colorful covers talia hibbert um oh my god wow emily you're the one who said top five (laughs) i basically did it everyone (laughs) you know me and rules i don't listen to them i'm a rebel yeah everyone had great lists that was (laughs) awesome so should we like reminisce a little bit on podcast mems a little bit oh well this is pretty fresh but I was going to tie this into being super grateful for like being able to get together at all this year. Like I genuinely was like, well, I don't know if I'll see you guys in person again till, you know, like for a year. And we got super used to doing the Zoom recordings and stuff. So I'm very grateful for the the few in-person masked or distanced recordings that we did get to do. And especially thankful for the video of Becky eating shit at my apartment (laughs) because I watched it today. I watch it every day. (laughs) And it's truly just one of the best. One of the best. Simply the best. Oh God. That was funny. (laughs) I really watched it I think you're right though. (laughs) It's like, it's so crazy. I mean, it's so interesting how the podcast started out because it really started out as us getting shit-faced at Kayla's apartment and I was always like an hour late the pizza was gone and then we'd record like three episodes be like knee deep in the red wine we saved you pizza (laughs) what you make us seem like monsters they did that's true okay fine and um and by the third episode every third episode of our early recordings we're just like like deep in our feelings and then for quarantine to hit and then we were all like distanced and then for us to reunite and it was fun and we had a really enjoyable halloween meetup in central park and yeah. i'll remember those memories for a while <laughs> it's been fun <laughs> or not really truly have that <laughs> yeah i think we've mentioned this before but like literally nothing was stable or constant this year at, like in my life at least except for this like it was something it's something like oh every almost every week like this is something i got to do and it's like stability in the chaos and it's so wild because you guys message us like the same thing like it's so cool that we were just able to literally create this thing in the craziest year any of us have ever experienced and it's like growing and blossoming in every like we love doing it I hope you guys love listening to it (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) you sounded like Countess Luann (laughs) (laughs) oh god well i was gonna say everyone's being sappy and i'm also sappy but one of my favorite memories is that we interviewed billy jensen yeah that was the first interview we did, and i was like billy we got billy and i was so nervous that was the i don't like to think about it because like we had no idea what we were doing we were so nervous like we're not 
like we love true crime, but we're not like true crime experts. It was we're asking interview. you about like killers. <laughs> it, that was the scariest thing I've ever done. It was so cool. And like we've interviewed some of the most awesome authors, mm-hmm. which like thinking about it, I never would have thought that it would become normal in my vocabulary. First of all, to be home in Ohio. And to say to my dad and his girlfriend, hey, I need you guys to be quiet because I'm interviewing another author. <laughs> yeah. Like, not normal and so cool that we get to say stuff like that. And that's that. not something that we even planned to do when we decided to make the podcast. It came about, like, the week before the world shut down. Becky and I were at a book event, at an author event, and, like, met Carrie Mayer and her publicist and Brenda Janowitz and... They just wanted to be on. And then we're like, oh, wait, this is something we can do. And it seems like you guys really enjoy them. So, yeah, that was like something so organic and cool that happened, too. And I feel so cool when I can be like, oh, I got to take lunch early. I got to go do an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With that being said, if you guys, you know, if there's an author you really want to hear us talk to, let us know. We can't promise anything, but... We can definitely try. The worst thing that could happen is they say no. (laughs) And we'll try and like let you guys know who we're talking to so you can like submit questions and get your questions answered. So Kayla mentioned with the author interviews, like not knowing what we were doing. And I'm just, I guess, plugging us again and like mostly Becky. But we this whole thing was like new to all of us. And like we literally had no idea what we were doing at the beginning. And then we were thrown into quarantine and like again did not know what we were doing so I'm just like proud of us for I don't know like we didn't miss a week you know with a new episode and like there have been technical difficulties and like who knows some of the episodes sound pretty bad but like not they don't sound bad that's not what I meant but I'm just it's just wild (laughs) thank you no just kidding (laughs) it's like wild slash surreal to me when I think about the fact that we haven't been doing this for even a full year yet and like how yeah. much I feel like I've learned how um much I don't know like we we have a podcast we're like yeah. a well-oiled machine it's crazy too. Yeah. we've got a system and it'll be so interesting to listen back like our 20 something year old selves are like immortalized on the internet now, which actually terrifies me sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> we were experiencing news like in real time. And yeah, in a lot of episodes, you can hear us processing news in real time. And that is also really eerie to little time capsule. It's a little time capsule. Thanks for listening to our time capsule. We hope you find it entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy too. Like we all have full time jobs and like, I mean, our lives kind of stopped because of COVID, but we do have like these lives and like we love working on this so much that we make the time every week or every two weeks to like get together and like just do the damn Talk thing. About books. Like we just make it work all the time. <laughs> but also like tell us what your favorite parts of, I guess, the year within the Books in the City world was. Yeah. Let us know your favorite episode of the year, your favorite <laughs> catchphrase of the oh, year. Yeah. It's is it Ubi? Loves Ubi. <laughs> it's really hard for me to think of anything beyond becky falling like when i'm when i'm like oh favorite episode moments all i can think of is what becky does that falling. say about libby that her favorite memory is becky just it's just seared into my memory biting the dust oh here's one i remember <laughs> becky changing yeah, the subject <laughs> 
Um, Libby literally running yeah. <laughs> to get her microphone from Kayla's during deep, deep, yeah. deep shutdown. And Kayla driving up to my apartment to deliver it. Yeah, when I was finally leaving the city, we drove up to Emily and dropped the mic off. She was like, wow, good to see you. <laughs> Great place. Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> Emily was like the first person I saw really out of quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, this podcast definitely has uh, kept Aww. me going through it all in a manic way, for sure. <laughs> these magic moments. As these three can attest. What? So should we look to the future? <laughs> yeah, I think we should check our magic The magic ball fish or ball. Whatever. ball. Crystal ball. The magic <laughs> fish oh. ball. <laughs> okay. What are your guys' reading goals and just kind of like, goals um, for this new year that's coming like life goals <laughs> oh well <laughs> i guess if you want to get into that no i didn't even think about those sheesh where do you see yourself in five years uh survive <laughs> where do you see yeah where do you see yourself get that in vaccine, five years? Um, vaccine yeah so what are your 2021 reading goals is what i meant who wants to start i can i would i would love to make the a hundred books a year team. I would be honored to be part of that club. <laughs> um, and that's all. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's good yeah, though. That's a good goal. That is good. And to read The Count of Monte Cristo and other classics that I haven't touched in a while. I think I like reading classics and then I get kind of swept up in like new releases and kind of hype books on the internet that I feel left out reading, but I'm going to try and incorporate like more classics into my monthly reads and short story collection. Nice. That was off the top of my um, head. <laughs> <laughs> Write those down. I don't, it's hard to pick a number. I think my number for 2021 is going to be like 60. And I know that sounds weird because I, went past that this year but I'm hopeful and I feel so stupid saying this out loud because I feel like making any sort of hopeful like yeah crush that hope for the year <laughs> don't jinx it it's just like I don't know weird to say but I'm hopeful that hopefully at some point this year there will be more socializing now that there's a vaccine I don't know but I know that's at least part of the year is going to be very similar to 2020 so I know I'll have more reading time so that's where I landed on my number, but non-numbers, I am swimming in books and A, I need to buy less books and B, I need to read more of the books that I have on my shelves instead of, oh, let me get that from the library or, oh, let me get the ebook of it or let me just run down to the bookstore and pick it up. So one of my goals is going to be to read more of the books that I already have on my shelves um, rather than going straight for the new release. And I also want to read more classics because I have a few of them just staring at me right now that I have not touched in a long time. It goes along with the backlist. <laughs> Libby, I think you're up. In terms of, I kind of like just literally today started thinking about this for the first time, honestly, but I think I'm going to stick again with a 75 book goal like that felt pretty comfortable and I feel like every year I'm I've reached that goal but I want to keep it at 75 and not push for 100 because in 2019 I focused on like big 
books and that was overwhelming in its own way because it was like too much to jump into like huge book after huge book but I even this year like with a slightly higher number goal I like wasn't I don't know I like avoid big books because I'm like okay well that that's going to be three weeks out of your like you know reading that you're going to commit to this book like are are you ready to do that and I want to get out of that mindset so like whether it's you know reading multiple books at once so that I can fit in bigger books or whatever I got to do I want to try and incorporate that more and then I think I am going to really try for the one book a month thing we'll see how it goes like I have faith because I really did it from January through March and like it was sort of like a fun little competition with myself where I was like okay like you did it another month or like (laughs) I would wait and not visit a bookstore until the end of the month because I knew the temptation you know would be high and yeah so that um, I think will help me sort of like attack my never-ending backlist Um, and then can I say like a non-bookish thing really fast Sorry. Um, so I was supposed to run the marathon this year, obviously COVID. So I'm doing it in 2021 in Chicago again. And I want to break, I'm saying it on the record to like motivate myself, but I want to break four hours. So that's my non-bookish goal. Wow. Let's all plan to go cheer. Oh yeah. Wow. See you in Chicago. I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. My number goal is 100 and I think I'm just gonna set it at 100 for like the rest of my life I was literally last the other day thinking like like I hope I can still read like when I have kids and they're babies and I have no time um I don't know we'll see maybe in like 10 years but I so my I don't know how to like word this properly so the non numerical goals that I chose for 2020 were really just get myself to like form these habits so Reading one nonfiction a month is just a habit now that I want to continue doing. DNFing more. I feel like I just needed to make it a goal to get myself into that groove and I want to continue doing. And I also want to not continue like not feeling pressure to read certain books, like because everyone is talking about it or because it was sent to me. But my 2020 goal was to read one classic. And now I want to just always have a classic going where I read like chapter or two of every day so right now I'm doing Pride and Prejudice and like I'm gonna do try to do another one when I finish that I'm making myself read at least two books that I've owned for over a year a month because I just like need to get through some of these books wait say that again two books that you've had for over a year for over a year yeah so like in the beginning of every month I literally like pick books to be my TBR and like I don't always stick to that but two books that I've owned for over a year so like predating 2020 right have to go into that TBR and then I'm making myself read one ebook a month because I don't even look at it when I'm choosing new books and I have so many great titles on there and like I'm sure I would love them so much I just can't bring myself to browse the Kindle app with books I already own when I'm picking a new book so once a month it's going to be like pick a book from the kindle and read that and yeah that's it i like the always having a classic going that's like a good idea that's cute yeah, yeah. so you guys let us know what your 
2021 reading goals are I'm sure we'll see a whole people, a whole people, mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole bunch of people posting on Bookstagram. But yeah, you know, comment, let us know, let's chat. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with everyone's, like knowing everyone's goals. I feel like people get yeah. really creative with it and like it's good ideas. Yeah, everyone's got some really good ideas here. I'll have to For put sure. the thinking cap on and see how I can tailor my goals. You know how good I am at following rules though, so it's best not to just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you nervous about, because you love huge books but also a hundred books is so many books right it's a lot yeah i'm super nervous about that and i will keep you updated obviously coming to you live from this podcast (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned we're really excited about what 2021 has in store for the podcast so stay tuned and let us know what you want to hear from us Definitely. And thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Seriously. I know year. we say it like every episode, but seriously, thank you for listening. I fully thought it would just be like my mom and like maybe my friends. And it turns out most of our listeners are strangers from the internet and not my mom or my <laughs> friends. So I never imagined us even getting to the end of the year. Right. Like I just never thought that far in advance. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've started things before that just die. Like... I didn't think it would grow like this. It's wild. This is just us gushing about how happy we yeah. are that you guys are here and you're where that and we're in your ears right now. Yeah, no, it really like <laughs> <laughs> these we've I don't know, like basically all the episodes are more than an hour. And that's not like we hope you're all cool of your that. time is really valuable, you know? So like the fact that you're willing to spend an hour plus per week with us is like I don't know. We I don't think we take it's that so for cool. granted. Yeah. Yeah. So when we say thanks for listening, thank you for listening. We enjoy getting to know you. <laughs> for real. Yes. That's what we thank mean. <laughs> we mean we mean what we say. We are we good. Thank you Unless for we say we're gonna read a hundred books. <laughs> don't hold us to it. Yeah, or are up next. Right. Oh, yeah. That should be one of my goals this year. Actually, read my up next. Oh, yeah. Everyone's laughing, but like, I keep that grid up to date. And like, we've all been pretty good about our up next. You know what it is? But we don't always cover them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I do end up reading it, but I don't talk about them all. Well, I'm not going to talk about it if it wasn't like something I feel like is worth talking about. Mm -hmm. I wonder if people in the beginning thought that they would. That was what we would talk about the next episode. Oh, I don't know. Well, they were quickly disillusioned. Disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Where can you guys be found online? I'm at Sleep, Run, Read, Repeat. I'm at the Lazy Library. I'm at Becky in the Bookshelf. I'm at K Red What. And you can find all of us at Books in the City Pod. Make sure you're using our hashtag, My Books in the City. Whenever you're posting something we inspired you to read or in our merch, you can buy merch at our website, booksinthecitypod.com. You can also join the fan club. And it's just like a really cute website. Honestly, sometimes I just go on and look at it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Make sure you're subscribed or following whatever it is that you have to do on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Please leave us a rating, uh, five stars maybe. (laughs) And like follow us on all of the social that we have. And yeah. And we'll see you in 2021. Yeah. Happy New Year. We love you. <laughs> Thank you to our Carrie Level <laughs> producers, Diane Worth, Riley Harrell, Carrie Kissinger, Kat Martin, Brenna Collins, Amanda Borgia, Elizabeth Jamka, and Susie Southwick. Yay. Yay.
Happy, Happy New Year. Year. <laughs> 2021. Oh, God. Can't see what's in store. Good to 2020. <laughs>